What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 104 of the Workprints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I forgot to publish last the last podcast until today because, oh, okay. um, you know, just putting it out there. So for all our fans out there, you get two podcast episodes this <laughs> week. For the real loyal ones, you heard it. You heard the first one two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, just want to put it out there. I kind of messed up because my wife's like, let's watch TV. And I was like, yeah, it's uh, it's doing its thing. It's uh, um, merging all the files and whatnot. And I'll get the, I'll I'll do this in the morning. And if I forget, Rob will text me and be like, hey, you forgot to put up the podcast. Yeah. Those people uh, are like, man, they've been away for seven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and joining us on this week's episode is returning guest, NG. What's up, NG? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Good, good. I'm I'm glad to have you on and have you talk about all your uh, co-oping adventures in F1 with Bilal. Yep, yep. And... So many adventures. So many <laughs> yeah. adventures. Uh, we, just took, we just took the title championship. Uh, they say mm. they've never seen a better duo since Blades of Glory. Yeah, uh, emphasis in, in, in any in any sports, and and that's what yep. we dress up as mm-hmm. as we do our F one streams, uh, just ice skating uniforms. Yeah, emphasis on the never seen since uh, <laughs> you still leaving them hanging. All right, let's eat. Hey, we got a packed house today. Let's go ahead and get into what we've been playing. Uh, I'm excited to actually get to the news. So. Let's run through this kind of quick. Bilal, why don't, you, why don't you kick it off with what you've been playing? Yeah, so Nintendo's latest big release, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 from Monolith Soft, uh, released early in August. And it is, it, think of it like Final Fantasy, essentially. It's, you know, while you do have uh, your numbered entries, they're not really sequels to the games that came before. They're their own thing. They bring over certain elements. Uh, and I'm loving Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It is everything I wished uh, 1 and 2 would would kind of like improve on and it that's what it is the story starts off with a bang right from the get-go about these two warring factions where um they're fighting over the resource of life because life kind of powers these giant mechanical machines that so when you kill somebody their life force gets sucked up into this machine and in order to you know take in this resource these factions are cloning individuals and that have a 10-year lifespan uh and so they're grown into like their adolescence or like adulthood and over those 10 years they're trained uh, to uh fight um this war that they don't really know why they're fighting all the characters are very unique it doesn't fall into what xenoblade chronicles 2 did which was like heavy anime tropes anime mm-hmm. designs I, it's very mature uh, for what for what I was expecting uh, coming out of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, like, early on, like you come in from, like, a war mission and everyone re- goes to, like, a steamed, uh, a steamed bat tent. Uh, and you're like, oh, God, you know where this is going. It's going to be fan service as hell. And no, it was actually very maturely handled uh, in, like, the type of conversation uh, with everything going on there. The combat in that game continues in the fashion of playing like an MMO where your characters auto attack and you use your skilled ability your skilled abilities on the face button of the controller uh timing them um attack canceling with them can give you buffs uh I, I was a bit worried at first because one of my complaints with Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 was sometimes those battles do take long on normal and that's why I dropped those games on easy to like speed things up 
but by chapter two of this game, you get like a full six member party and those battles go by much quicker. You're able to switch characters on the fly. So like if you feel like the computer is not controlling the AI really well, switch over to the healer, play as a healer for a bit uh, and mix things up. It's, it's very good. I wasn't expecting a JRPG of this caliber. Uh, and, you know, I'm still in chapter two, about eight, nine hours in, haven't had too much, as much time as I wished. Uh, it's just sitting there in the back of my mind uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but it, it, it is very good. I've heard nothing but good things about this game to yeah. the point where, like, I'm super, super tempted. The, the problem is, I just. It's long. It's long. They're so yeah. long, man. I. I, uh, I, I, just, I have to I, say, that this game has done something to me. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's helped me mature. You know me, I have an impulse trigger where I'm mm-hmm. like, well, there's all these games getting good reviews. Like, I think Call of the Lamb uh, reviews dropped today, and that looks fantastic yeah. uh, based off the, the early word of mouth. And I'm like, I really want to play that. I should get that. And then I was like, no, put that wallet away. You have 100 hours ahead of you in Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. 3. Let's finish what's on your plate. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, it, it stopped me from buying other games. So, like, I want I want to see where this goes and how it plays out. Uh, I will say, you know, even nine hours in, there's new systems unlocking. Uh, it's still a little bit of tutorial of what's going on. But I think compared to Xenoblade 1, uh, 1 and 2, it does it at a good pace where it feels natural. Uh, even uh, with the story, it feels unnatural. It feels natural how you're unlocking and learning these new systems. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's uh, overbearing all at once. How's it run? Great. Um, I think it, pretty smooth 30 frames. Um, you know, it would be nice if this thing could run on 60. I know right. people are, uh, you know, there's stories out there about how people are just emulating it on PC and whatnot. But it, you know, for the handheld, it looks and runs a lot better than expected. It looks better on TV and docked, I'll say that much. Uh, it You get a lot of anti-aliasing, um, like jagged edges in handheld, but it's it still runs and plays great. Uh, it's just not as clean as it is in docked. Oh, man, is this, am I going to do this? Am I going <laughs> to end up playing this game? All right, well, we'll see. I mean, right. I mean uh, here, why don't we do this? If... Give me another week with this game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can get another twenty hours into this. Um, I I spent most of, a lot of the time I get to play is at night, and I ended yeah. up reading the manga for solo leveling all one hundred seventy nine chapters in six days instead because I just kind of got hooked. So I lost a lot of time there, but it was well worth it. Uh, <laughs> so l- give me another week, and I'll I'll give you my opinion on if this will truly be game of the year discussion. But uh, yeah, so let- coming out of the gates, it really it really grabbed me. Let me know because I the kids go back to school in like two weeks, so I actually mm-hmm. get a decent amount of gaming time back, and so I might be able to fit this in. But listen, enough about JRPGs. Angie, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us what you've been playing lately? Well, I, I've also been playing a JRPG, a bit of oh, a remake. However, like uh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII has always been near and dear to my heart. So mm-hmm. when it finally released on the PC, I, I picked it up, and so far I've, I've been. Oh having... wait, wait, wait! When it finally released on Steam, you picked yes, it up. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I picked it up, and it's been it's been awesome so far. But because it's been such a long time since I played the original, there's definitely sometimes where things happen, and I'm like, wait a second, I don't think this happened in the original story. So they've definitely changed it up where it keeps you kind of on your toes, even for like 
people that know this story are well accustomed. They've done enough where it's it's keeping me on my toes. I will say though, um, the funniest thing that I would say is that originally I like to play JRPGs in their original language in Japanese, but then just uh, certain voices of certain characters just didn't mesh well, and then I wound up going to English, and it's 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 been so much better so far. Barrett with the Japanese voice um, just just didn't work, didn't work for me. And uh, but so far it's been great. I think the mechanics are great. Takes some getting used to, but the graphics just look absolutely phenomenal. Like absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And you're you're running this off a of 3090 on top of that. Yep, I'm running yeah. it off a of 3090 <laughs> full 4K HDR on an 85 inch TV. So it just looks nice, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know you don't have this on this list, and I I do wanna I do wanna say thank you for doing the biggest chore in video game history. Uh, Ng took it upon himself to play Gloom this one Gloomhaven mission for us. <laughs> took took him five six attempts because we were sick and tired of playing it because uh-huh. there was a mechanic in it where you had to guide this NPC to the final room to this altar, but the NP that. NPC. Let, let's just move. say the computer AI yeah. is absolutely horrendous. It's a broken mission, and NG decided to do it himself. It, it, oh yeah, I totally forgot about. But yeah, it was just it, it finally happened after five or six attempts. And I, I will say, I, I I'm not proud of it, but you know sometimes it happens. I I set the game to the easiest difficulty, and it still took mm-hmm. me five or six tries. That's how broken I think either the mission I mean, or the AI is. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. I I think about this all the time when I'm playing a game and I, I hit a wall like that, and then I drop it down. It used to bother me, and I used to just you know beat my head over the wall over and over and over again until I got through. But now it's like you know, in three weeks I'm gonna be 36. My oh, life man. is practically over. I don't have time to beat my head against the wall, like. <laughs> Let me just drop it down. No one's going to know and, and enjoy this game the way I want to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah so. I, I hear you. I think uh, uh, many times now I definitely see myself playing games more for the story than, um, I don't know, than like difficulty and whatnot. Um, that, that's, but that's kind of where I'm at and hoping to get through uh, Final Fantasy and then finish a lot of my backlog. What about you, Rob? Right. What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I, know I know. It's time for another Apex Legends minute. So uh, <laughs> right, season fourteen asked, is here. We, we have are... a new champion. So come on, Lord Bomb. All right, we're, we're hold on. We'll get to that. All right, we'll see that for last. Let me just get a couple things out of the way first. First, I've been playing a ton of uh, new board games. New, as in the fact that I've had them for a little while, but I haven't actually opened them up and played them yet. I played the uh, Cuphead dice rolling game, which is arguably more stressful and more difficult than actual cuphead is um and that's a lot of fun the reason i was board game (laughs) yeah it's like a dice rolling game where essentially you have the bosses in different decks from uh, the game and you have to defeat them in order and each boss has their own mini deck and then you reveal the cards in that and those decks have symbols on them you roll these five dice that have symbols on them and you kind of have to match the dice to those symbols. The problem is, is that you only have 20 seconds. So it's like frantically like rolling, looking for the symbols, pinning it on your board, rolling. And uh, it makes you realize just how quick 20 seconds is. Um, 
but yeah, my brother was visiting with his uh, fiance and their two kids. And that's is like what we did the whole weekend was play board games. So we played that. We played Azul. We played this uh, victim, the Chris Forest. We played Marvel Dice Throne, like so, so many board games, uh, just furthering my addiction. Uh, also, heads up, if anybody wants to get into board games and, or is already into board games, I just saw that Target re-upped on their stock and they have a bunch of like highly, high, highly rated games in their board game section right now. Like, uh, what did I pick up from there the other day? Oh my God, this is going to kill me that I'm not remembering, right? Oh, Dune Emporium. I picked up Dune Emporium. I also saw that they had Azul there. They also have Azul is great. Um, Living Forest might have been there. I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah, they have a ton uh, in stock. Uh, Azul is great. Played it for the first time. Uh, it's pretty too. <laughs> it's yeah, it's super pretty. It's also like really easy to yeah. learn how to play. Like the mechanics of the game are, are, are not complex at all. And then all the complexity comes in the strategy, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also fun to like, once you get started getting the hang of it, looking at other people's boards and being like, okay, how could I screw this person over? <laughs> like this doesn't benefit me as much as this does, but it drastically hinders them. So let me just do that. <laughs> my ne uh, my nephew introduced it to me and I was like, and then like, I was like, okay, I get the hang of this, not too bad. And then he was already playing in strategy and you know, he, he's not going to take it easy on me, even though it's right, my first time playing. And then lost a bad taste in my mouth. All that defeat from a child. Yeah, no, it was definitely a hit. And then also, uh, I love Dice Throne. And it was the first time my brother had played. But we also played, it was the first time I got to play 2v2. And Dice Throne is, is, is awesome. Especially like if you're into video games. Because it's essentially a fighting game with dice. And so, and then I've got Marvel Dice Throne. So we had a team up of Miles Morales and Thor against Black Panther and Scarlet Witch. Um, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. It feels like it's super well balanced too, because for the most part, every game and match I've ever played of Dice Throne has resulted in one person just barely winning uh, by a couple hit points. And so I think Bilal is bringing up some. Yeah. You can actually see kind of what it looks like and how it's played. How easy, like, of these games you mentioned, like, what's the yeah. easiest to learn and set up? If you uh, want to I think, recommend. I think Dice Throne is super easy to learn and set up. Okay. Because I think that that's always the toughest thing when it comes to some of these board games where it's, yeah. I, well, I introduce it, but I never open it. And then you open it and you're like, okay, wait. I need I need two hours of peace and quiet. To yeah, so so we played a game like that called Victim: uh, The Cursed Forest. The problem with that one was it, it is kind of complex. I mean, it's actually not once you start playing it, but just sitting there and trying to read all of it, make sure we're doing everything right, and we still didn't do things right. I figured it out later. And then the yeah. other thing is that it's uh, this Thailand company, this Thai company that makes and designs this board game, and. They the localization from you know Thai to English isn't the best, so there is some like issues with clarity. But Victim of Curse Force is very much if you've ever played like uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill, mm -hmm. it is a horror game that turn that starts cooperative and then turns into asymmetrical with one person being the the villain the villain and the other people being like survivors essentially. Um, 
we got absolutely worked. But again, it's because we were playing wrong and a card that should have only lasted one round that was hindering us, we left it on the whole time. And so it was uh, not a good look. But I am, I mean, man, I love, love, love board games. <laughs> I know. I, and I, I really I, need want, a, I just need a visit. I need to come down. Oh, man. Like, like and NG as well. Like, I mean, we used to set up Gloomhaven. I used to arrive an hour early just to set up. And Listen, uh, you and you yeah. and NG want to, if, if, you know, Malia allows it, you and NG want to drive Malia down. <laughs> drive down. All right. Bring the whole family. You guys want to yeah. drive down and just play board games for a whole weekend? Like, that's basically what me and my brother and his family did. Yeah. And uh, it was I, awesome. I, I love I, it. I think that sounds like an amazing weekend. Yeah. We were, um, I actually threw out PAX Unplugged um, to a couple of friends because that's yeah. in Philly in December. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we actually, I should follow up with everyone on that because that's the board game convention and like just go I, for a day I, and enjoy it. I would, I would absolutely go. All right. Um, I, I was Philly. Yeah, Philly. Fun, uh, let's yeah, that's fine. My, 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 <laughs> hey, if you can give me a press pass, I will absolutely go and, and I, maybe I'll record stuff instead of writing stuff up. I told you I'm never writing yeah. anything up again. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I was looking at, I saw, I was super jealous, you know. Um, oh, yes. Christian was at Gen Christian Con. Christian was in Gen Con. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so lucky. Yeah. No, he he, he was like, I'm going to Gen Con. I got my press badge. I was like, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like go ahead. That's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, he has a bunch of articles coming up. I know he published two uh, or maybe three now. Uh, he's published three. There was... Um, the Great American Male Race, uh, Master Dater, and the uh, Cult of the Deep. Uh, and I think those last two went up uh, yesterday and today. And so he has a, a few more articles coming out of uh, what what games he checked out at Gen Con. He, he, I told him, I'm like, don't go crazy. Just enjoy yourself at the convention and cover yeah. what you want to cover. Um, the last thing you want to do is make your hobby work. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. All right. So as far as video games are concerned, uh, I haven't started playing that dating, that Dead by Daylight dating sim hooked on you. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it had gotten an, it, had, it was announced like, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And then got its release last week. It's an actual fairly little fanfare. Uh, I was kind of surprised when it popped up on my Twitter feed that it had dropped because I, I did not realize that they had even announced an actual release date. I don't know if they did or if they just like kind of stealth dropped it and then announced it. But are uh, you just dating murderers? Yes. So there are four. They showcase five of the killers, but so far I've only been able to interact with four of the killers from Dead by Daylight. There's the Trapper, there's Wraith, there is the Spirit, and then the Huntress. And so, and I love games like Doki Doki Literature Club. I love uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. I love, I like visual novels and I do enjoy dating sims, right? And so, I mean, if they're, if they're good, I should say. Yeah. And so I was super, super excited about this. I thought that, you know, it was uh, the idea of like them doing a horror humor take on the, the, the dating sim visual novel genre using these Dead by Daylight -like characters um, sounded awesome. I, uh, is it heavily visual novel? Or? Yes. Oh, it's heavily. I'm, oh, okay. it's straight. I'm, I'm waiting for novel. the butt. I hear it in your voice. I know. Yeah. It's not great. Oh. Um, I will. So it's, it's weird when I was first playing it I, and my first time sitting down with it for like two, two and a half hours, I think 
uh, I thought it was kind of dull, honestly. I didn't find the writing all that uh, clever. I think it's very like heavy-handed, but not in, not handled in a great way. Uh, also, it's it's clear that this was made on a, a small budget, and there are some uh, there are some on visual novels. I think one of the biggest crimes is like things not being grammatically correct or words missing and they're being like what, what are essentially typos uh i don't know man i played it again that was my first impression i played it some more today and actually finished the playthrough of it here's another thing that kind of bothered me is that i was pursuing the one killer the spirit the whole yeah. time and i when you make a truly bad choice you can get murdered in this game and then you just restart your save you start from there and so i made one bad choice at one point which i can't believe got me killed but then from that point on i made all the right choices and i made all the choices that she found acceptable and like i end up sleeping with her in the end right i mean they don't they all, yeah. don't show anything it's funny for a game that kind of advertises it as being like this super horny version of Dead by Daylight. It is not very at all. <laughs> it's actually like very kind of PG-13. And so I end up sleeping with her just for the next scene to her, her for her to go, yeah, actually, we're not going to last. We're not going to make it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's what? Like, I play this game it, for what? <laughs> yeah, and right, exactly. And so I got this ending that turns out isn't the good ending or the bad ending. It's just like a mediocre ending, I guess. Uh, and I end up looking it up and it turns out that a mini game, that's the other thing, it's visual novels and then every once in a while there's this mini game that's supposed to be like the generator mini game in Dead by Daylight where mm -hmm. you're just hitting the space bar in time on a, on a spinning dial. And it turns out that because in this game of spin the bottle in the very beginning, I didn't land on her three times and and go out go on that one date with her which is like a nothing date honestly like yeah. it doesn't advance anything storyline wise uh, regardless of who you go on the date with and that is why i didn't get the good ending it was literally just that one mini game early in, in the beginning and so the one good thing is now knowing exactly what i need to do to get the good ending I was able to play through it again in like 15 minutes because I had already gotten all the dialogue choices. I had already seen all the dialogue for for uh, the run I was making. Yeah. And so I could just hold down fast forward and then I made a save right before that mini game. Because the other thing is this been, that mini game, all the other mini games are doable. That mini game feels like straight luck, like just impossible to control who you're going to land on. And so I kept save, uh, reloading, save, reloading, save, reloading. And then I got the good ending with her. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, no spoilers here, but you do end up like happily ever after, uh, <laughs> it, you know, in a sense. And uh, and I was like, OK, let me go and do the bad ending now. Right. Because the bad ending, all I have to do is change one choice at the very end. And I already have a save at the very end, because once you beat it, it, your save is from right before the, the end part, before your final choice, I guess. And so I reload it. I choose the bad ending and which spoilers the bad ending is you like you break her heart so like you reject her and then i felt like sad <laughs> after 
So, so when you finished playing this, did you like turn over and see your sleeping wife and be like, what am I doing? (laughs) No. Uh, I will say though that if you're Dead by Daylight fan, like a bigger one than I am even, I'm a big fan, but I'm not a super fan. I'm not like super deep in the lore of all the characters. Uh, There is a ton of like nods and references, even references to like Reddit beef and stuff like that. And so I think that this is definitely for dead by daylight super fans who like to ship their own lore uh i i don't think i can recommend it just for everybody unlike something like doki doki literature club which i would recommend to everybody uh, i would just say don't judge the game by its cover or first couple chapters because <laughs> yeah yeah but i, I think uh, no, i'm go- no, no no go ahead i was gonna say on in regards to doki doki like i went into it i played it for like those those no no no. i I played it for a couple hours and i guess i just didn't get to the good part and then wound up stopping i feel like i just need to grind more until it gets good i I never got to when when it got good and i was just like oh my god what is going on uh did you get or so when you stopped was it still a pure dating sim yeah Okay, yeah, you haven't. Okay, I gotta keep going. You haven't. I got. I'll yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yep, I don't yep. want to spoil. I mean, even that's a spoiler. But like, yeah, you got it. You got to keep, keep going. going, and then come, and then come <laughs> back on here and tell me how it's one of the greatest games you've ever played. Sure. And and you and I have to live stream Doki Doki Literature Club as well. Oh, yeah. that would be that would be great. I would I would I would. Let's do that. One of you guys play live stream it, and I'll just hang out in Discord, and 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 comment in the background. Uh, oh, without giving oh, anything that, away. That, that's interesting. Oh, <laughs> that's a good oh you, you decided to do that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm no, but I listen, the reality is I think I'm going to go back and, and play through, because that's the other thing about this, is it basically tells you that you have to play through this multiple times and kind of, I think I'm going to have to get the good and bad ending for every single one of the killers. And so each playthrough... <laughs> For, for a the game, most part. You, you don't seem to be enjoying. You're I really mean, putting a lot into that. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to see. I just, I just want to see how it, you know. All right, Rob. Anyway, just, just for your knowledge, according to Steam, I only have 33 minutes of playtime on Doki Doki. Oh yeah, you're not. Then you're not. 33 minutes at that point. Yeah, I think Bilal is closer. Bilal, you never hit the corner either I, on that, right? I, I never did. I okay. like, I started it with Maliha, and then she was like, "This yeah. is boring." And then yeah. I bought it on Switch, and then yeah. I got distracted with, let's say, League of Legends. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can't say, yeah. Can we do a stream of one of you guys playing this I'm like down. soon? Can we set that up? I'm down. It's not a long game. I'm down. I mean, I think in total, I think in total, it's like maybe five and a half hours. Really? Okay. That's it? Yes. All right. Yes, I'll, that's I'll it. find five and a half hours, and I'll do it. All right. Uh, all right. Last bit that I've been playing is. Apex Legends season 14 is oh, out. Man. We're going to be talking about the new character later on in the news. They've made some changes. The rank split for the start is Kings Canyon, the original map. They've made some changes again to it. They've brought back Skulltown, which was on the original version of the map that had gone away. They've brought it back, but it's modified now. Um, I think that's the biggest change as far as the map is concerned. Well, did, did everyone like Skulltown though? Yes. Was, was that a controversial yes. change when they made no, it? <laughs> yes, yes and no. I think the problem and one of the reasons they got rid of it is because the original King's Canyon, 12 teams, even in rank, 12 teams were landing Skulltown. Oh, gotcha. And so it was one of those so things where like... Towers. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I think that's why they did it. Um, I, I will say that I, playing on King, King's Canyon again, and it's been a while since I have, it makes me appreciate just how good they've gotten at map design because I love that original map. And now playing it, I'm like, oh, I see why these newer maps are the way they are and why I enjoy them so much more. It's just like the idea of third parties is baked into the how the other maps are designed and they weren't into this map. And so this map is very much like you sort of fight, get like you finish the fight, get ready because there's another team already at your door, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, this map just lends itself to that. One of the changes they did make, I will say that I, I am still getting used to, but I think is a good change is they've made the first circle start to close in uh, earlier. So okay. you have to kind of loot much quicker and you got to be careful taking fights on the outside. It also not only does it start or hmm, I can't remember if it starts sooner or if it starts later, but it closes much faster. Um, but you have to start thinking about that. It's not you're, you're trapped in the the storm for much longer and they've also made the storm hurt a little bit more which is one of those things where last season you saw a lot of ranked players and even like pro teams you've seen them hanging out in the storm for quite a while just because yeah. you could in those first two circles and, and survive and now that is much less uh viable i ended season 13 i you know because of life because of vacations and covid and then catching up on work stuff like that Age. I had fallen off <laughs> age. <laughs> I had fallen off on like the second half of uh, season 13 and then finally hopped on with some friends just for like the last two days. And I w just went off. I mean, I had at one point won seven consecutive ranked matches between two days, um, you know, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And so that just, I mean, gave me the itch again to, and where i'm back to i played yesterday with the first day of the season 14 i'm back to like this is the game i'm going to be playing all day any day um I, and i think the crazy thing i saw today was that i think they tweeted out on steam they hit 500,000 um concurrent player i think it was concurrent players i think that was the stat and that's a hundred thousand increase over last season so it's like this game is growing um and it, it's getting absolutely huge and insane yeah i mean they do a great job of adding new content bringing in a ton of events uh they've been better as far as the skins that they've released i still think they could take that extra step and you know i hate to see it say this because you see it in so many other games but some actual license like ip crossovers instead of skins that are just inspired by um certain ips and, and pop culture i i think that would go a long way yeah uh they but they do a great job also of balancing legends and changing up the meta and uh so far i i am really enjoying does this it feel season, significant though, does it feel significant season to season uh i would say yes uh mostly because like i said the balancing of characters goes goes a long way like last season you saw everybody playing a Valkyrie. There was a Valkyrie on every single team. Mm -hmm. And because they brought her down a little and nerfed her a little bit, uh, you're seeing more variety. And so even that, seeing variety in Legends being played uh, lends itself to feeling different. Also, yeah, the new POIs that they introduced in the map, the way they change up the weapons, like they nerfed hip fire across the board and introduced a new hop up for pistols and SMGs, which is a laser sight to make hip fire more accurate that way. 
And that is changing up the meta a little bit as well. You're not seeing as many people rocking like sniper R301 because the R301 you could use at mid range and you could hip fire and it was deadly accurate, at, you know, hip firing. And so, uh, yeah, I think it really does feel different season to season. I, I think the biggest problem is that because of skill based matchmaking and Apex, I can tell you that this is it's awesome and it's so much fun and you should play but you shouldn't play with me (laughs) right because the skill gap is going not and i'm not even you know i i'm a diamond player at best you know i mean i think i'm a master's but (laughs) but by rank say anyway i'm a measly little blood diamond (laughs) what i'm saying is there are still people who are much much better than me so i'm not even the top echelon but like getting your bearings and learning the map and learning all the different characters it's very much and we're going to talk about fighting games a lot today it's very much like a fighting game right is part of it is or or moba is part of it is not just knowing your players your character's kit but also knowing the enemies that you're up against and knowing what to expect and and getting into how they would utilize that character against you and so uh yeah no i'm i'm having an absolute blast so far um and that wraps up what we've been Playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. First off, let's talk about Evo. Evo was this past week on uh, weekend. For those that know, know the uh, what is the full name? Evolution Fighting Championship. Yeah, Evo Evolution Fighting Championship. Yeah, uh, is an annual fighting game tournament where you have usually the biggest and most popular games at the time um, being. Played in in uh, what casino is it? Is it MGM uh, over there? Mandalay anyway, Bay. Um, it's Mandalay been Bay. Going yeah. On for since 1996, and the cool thing about this year is that the past two years, because of COVID, they've moved to online, and now in 2022, it was the first time back with in person, mm-hmm. in person play, which was a great and- great thing for the scene. I mean, it and really. I think PlayStation also purchased the tournament, the rights yes. to the tournament, and yes. I, from what I've seen and just like general reactions, it seems the production values and just like the way the show's been handled uh, has been a vast improvement. <laughs> having like yeah. a big sponsor behind it. I, I will say that like it being back on land and it being in person is is how it's meant to be. I. I the re- the reason I love Evo is even when I'm watching fighting games that I don't understand. There's something about a fighting game that people can just sit there and watch and be like, oh, this looks awesome, right? Like it's visually appearing, appealing because you can understand like this person is hit, this character is hitting that character over and over and over again. And they're doing some, there's some flashes and sparkles happening on stage and you can enjoy it without getting into the nitty gritty of understanding like, you know, what a DP is or what frames are and what's safe on frame and what's not like, you know, and so you can still enjoy it, but when you are like into a particular game and you understand the nuances of the fighting game mechanics and stuff like that, watching it and then hearing the crowd like pop off or even seeing a competitor pop off after they win a match, there's just, there's nothing like it, honestly. And I will say, you know, having watched other esports and whatnot, I do think the commentators for the streams for the FGC in general are definitely some of the best like while exactly to your point you might not know all the lingo all the things they're doing 
I do think they dissect it down in a way that, you know, just gets you hyped. And definitely with those pop-off moments, I think the FGC is definitely one of those esports that it's very unique to esports. I never, I never watched like a league match and watched a pop-off after a win. Whereas like, like uh, I can think of so many Evo moments, right? From Evo moment 37 to, mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 Goichi versus Sonic Fox uh, in DBZ Fighters to Pakistan coming to the Evo for the first time ever. Like, just so many iconic moments um, within the FGC and Evo. I, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think the best way to, like, describe it, because I'm not, I'm not uh, big into fighting games. I've, I've never really been, but, like, I can... Uh, I, I think the best way to describe it is, like, when the FIFA World Cup comes around... Even people in the U.S. that don't normally typically watch football, they right, are sure. they pick a team, they choose USA, and like you get caught up in it, and you're, you're like, you know, there are those moments in those games, even if it's not your team, like you pick up on it and you, you just have a blast. And that, that NG, like you messaged me, you're like, you're like this Tekken final is absolutely insane, and you start talking about Street Fighter, and I was like, okay, I'm like at my in-laws, so let me just throw this up on my phone. And I was sitting there and I was watching it instantly hooked um, for both Tekken and uh, for Street Fighter. And it was insane because, like, you see, I, I think Tekken was earlier. Yes. Um, but, like, and when I was watching, I think it was uh, the grand finals was uh, Han versus yes. uh, Ni uh, in the Tekken final. And, like, Han was running away with it. Like, he had this momentum and he had one slip up, yep. just one. And the mental game. That was all it took. It was all it took for Nii to come back, win that round, and it just snowballed. And, like, the rounds are so quickly, like, like you finish one round, you jump right into the next. And so there's no, like, hey, I need a, I need a moment to, like, breathe, like, breathe, recollect my thoughts and emotions. No, it's just, like, you lose that momentum, you lose that, like, advantage you have, and it's over. And, like, th- and the same thing happens sort of in Street Fighter as well. And it's... It, it's just like a roller coaster of emotions. And You're plays. like, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Pakistan, my country. Only to be left disappointed at the end. Yeah. But Evo was just right. absolutely go, absolutely insane. I think some of the biggest, the bigger name, the bigger games that were there, I would say, let's start off kind of Evo with the side tournament hosted by Warner Brothers with multiverses, a $100,000 prize pool to start. And it, I think this is the probably the first time it's ever been on Seriously. any tournament whatsoever. And so far, it was it was super interesting. It was It's a super cool game so far. And the thing that caught my eye the most were that, you know, obviously people haven't been able to play the game yet. Um, it's not out fully with i think season one or or and maybe this is me right i mean it it is it is an open beta as of i think two weeks ago uh so anybody can get in there and play but yes it is technically not out uh as far as season one is but what i thought was crazy was that the winner of the tournament was using what the community dubbed as kind of the lower tier characters which is uh, i think like uh Wonder Woman and Tom and Jerry versus like everyone else who are utilizing Velma and Bugs Bunny. 
So that that I thought was interesting. It's going to be curious to see how the balance works out once it actually gets into like mm-hmm. full open public. But I I it, it I I have good hopes for it. I think it's you know it's to be determined right now though. I also I mean I also think that it is. Uh, I think that it's awesome, just it being like a two v two right. I feel like I would love. I don't know how fighting games could do this, but I would love to have more fighting games. Uh, you know, granted this is a platform fighter, but where I'm actually teamed up with one of my friends and we're taking it on. Uh, I think that's why I've been playing as much multiverse as I have lately. Um, I didn't mention it because I've mentioned it prior before on the podcast, but it is one of the games that we, I do pop into the rotation when we just have one other person on is that, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun playing with your friends sure. and not always playing against them, right? Um, I think that's also one of the things that bothers me about uh, about some fighting games and their online system, honestly, is like everybody needs to just use... I'm so sick of these lobbies, <laughs> right? Uh, like these arcade, fake arcade lobbies. I Just give me what Mortal Netherrealm does with Mortal Kombat, you know? I want King of the Hill where we're all just our names on the side. I can just make a lobby, invite everybody in. And then we're watching, you know, each other fight and then scoop it back in. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, all this is to say that I love that this as an Evo thing was like, it was two people winning and not just one. And I just thought that that was a a cool moment to see these two guys like pop off and hug and like be just super, super excited. Especially as you said, this was like the inaugural big event for this game. For sure. Um, you guys need to download this and play. This does have crossplay, oh, so we can it. we can okay. make that work. Yep. And all right. So, oh, uh, a quick question for multiverses. Yes. Right now, I know season one is going to bring a battle pass, but like, what's the? Yeah. Is it just in the open there, beta right now? Is there a battle pass? Is, there what, is a the... there is a like super short battle pass, not not okay. the length of what would normally be the battle pass length, but there is one uh, currently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy to finish or definitely a grind? No, I think it's going to be easy to finish. I mean, it's definitely going to be... The thing with all these battle passes is very much going to be like, I need to get in there every day to do my dailies and to yeah. do uh, yeah. those missions. But I think it, I think it's going to be super fairly... I think it's going to be fairly easy to do if this is your game, right? Okay. I, I, I think it pits it more in line with like a Fortnite or an Apex Legends battle pass uh, than it does, say, a Halo <laughs> Infinite battle pass. Got um, it. But yeah, okay, so let's talk about some of the announcements that were actually made at Evo. Uh, I'm just going to go down this list prov- provided to us by Event Hubs. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 meets Arcade 1 Up. So nobody has been able to officially purchase Marvel vs. Capcom 2 since the remaster was pulled from digital stores in 2013, but that's about to change. Arcade 1 Up announced they'll be releasing a special Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet later this year. Included in it will also be. Marvel vs. the original Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, X-Men Children of the Atom, X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, and Marvel Super Heroes and War of the Gems. Uh, pre-orders go live next month for $5.99 US dollars, and more information can be found at Arcade 1-Up's website. For those who don't know, Arcade 1-Up specializes in three-quarter uh, scale arcade cabinets. And by all accounts, they're a, a really, really solid all day, a little bit smaller uh arcade machines i a buddy of mine has the mortal kombat 2 machine my my brother has the 
TMNT machine. And I have been like very close many times to pulling the trigger on uh, a number of these and on some of their pinball machines. This They're, is the size hot. is so nice. I yes, I, I saw Game Informer's video because uh, mm -hmm. they got hands on with this over Evo weekend, and I was like, I could you, I could get mm -hmm. a couple of these and mm -hmm. put these here. Will I, think, I actually use them? Probably not, but I think look this cool. is. I think this is going to be the one I get, if I'm being honest. There are a lot of originals like on here in terms of like some of these like uh, I think Street Fighter, uh, Marvel superheroes versus uh, Street Fighter and X Men versus Street Fighter. I think after their initial release, they've never seen any sort of re-release. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of cool to see that. And for I think all these games for six hundred dollars and this like nice, nicely designed uh, arcade cabinet, like. It actually sounds like a good deal. Also, there's a rumor that these machines are easy to run a little homebrew if you uh, wanted to Ooh. dig into that stuff. Uh, they've also mentioned that these cabinets also um, you can connect to Wi-Fi yes. or LAN yep. and play with previously owned, like previous MP2 cabinets. Uh, so it's all patches right in uh, to all that. So, And I think some of these other games also will maybe for the first time also be able to play online uh with which i didn't know arcade cabinets could do it kind of makes sense uh after they said it and i was like that's really neat i actually think the first one that arcade one up implemented wi-fi capabilities was their nba jam machine if i'm not mistaken oh, yeah nba jam's the best uh all right next bit of news persona 4 arena ultimax rollback netcode update drops um and it's now available on Steam and PlayStation 4. Uh, any of you guys play, like, the Persona 4 Arena games? I played Arena on 360. I right, so when it first came it. out. Yeah, I, I got Ultimax and never really dived too deep into it. Um, I, cause I was hoping it'd go backwards compatible. I don't know if mm -hmm. it ever did on Xbox One. So, NG, uh, are, are you a... Uh, a street fighter or anime fighter or like another I'm, realm fighter I'm when it comes definitely to more street fighter i've dabbled in mm -hmm. anime fighters and mvc2 but anime mm -hmm. fighters and mvc2 um maybe it's because i'm old and you know i don't have the reactions <laughs> it's there's just a mm -hmm. lot going on on the screen that takes uh takes i, I just can't keep up like Especially like MVC two, as much as I think a bunch of my friends played it, I I couldn't with the assist, air jumps, all that stuff, and even with Dragon Ball yeah, Fighters, the, the air jumps is what gets that, me. That, those always really got me. So I've normally typically mm -hmm. Street Fighter. I do like Tekken as well. Um, those are probably the two that I follow and watch the most, even on Evo. What about you, Bilal? Uh, I think Street Fighter and Tekken have always been the two that I played the most growing up, but um, I've never. It was more like, hey, let's just pick random characters and have a good time. Uh, you know, I did mess with some Soul Calibur in high school, but that never stuck. I will say mm -hmm. though, while yeah. I don't know, while I don't play them, oh my god, I would totally. I I've watched DBZ Fighters on Evo. I I'll watch it all day and like. Like, I understand it, but can I execute it? No way. I, I can't execute the combos. I can't, I can't do it. Have you, have you played I the have... Fighters? I, I, oh, I didn't think it was that 
difficult to execute. I mean, at, at high well, level play, maybe, <laughs> but, well, I mean, uh, it, at my level it, play, I'm like, I, I'm doing cool <laughs> shit. Yeah, so that that is the thing about about uh, DB fighters is that it has auto combos yes. in it, right? And yeah. so you will get some level of combo. Obviously, he's talking about you know some of the stuff that you saw on Evo with with uh, assists and resets Reflex, and stuff like that. Yeah, all but, that uh, stuff. Knowing yeah. when to burst, etc. Like, yeah, like, yep. I, I not there. And, yeah, I mean, I'm trash at talking about fighters, but I do sure. enjoy playing it. And so that's the thing for for me. Uh, I, we talked about this during the pre-show. Is that like the only one I've ever been more than half decent at was uh, Killer Instinct when it released on the Xbox One, and part of that is because of how good the, the the training system is and the tutorial is in that and the advanced tutorial. Um, but I, I mean, I literally <laughs> the amount of fighting games that I have purchased uh over the past few years versus how much time i've put into them is honestly <laughs> sickening um but because i love all of them but i never i just don't stick yeah. with them and part of it is because you know I, I don't it's not those aren't the type of games my friends groups usually get into actually the games that usually last the longest are the Marvel mortal Kombat, the netherrealm games um that one sticks with us for usually like a month or so but uh yeah I mean man I, I, this is what I love. This is probably part of the reason why I love Evo is I watch Evo and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start playing Strive nope. again. I'm going to play some more Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, let's, DBC let's go. Fighters, according to Steam, I've logged three and a half hours. And I'm even very mm. surprised about this. Street Fighter V, I have logged 33.4 hours on Street mm. Fighter. But right. I mean, so it definitely tells you where your priorities <laughs> are. But yeah, like, uh, keep going. Yeah, no, I was just going to the next bit of news. Uh, so, Umbral Core trailer was was launched. The indie fighting game Umbral Core was first unveiled this earlier this summer, and developers released a teaser trailer for the upcoming title to show off the early gameplay and talk about some details. Uh, the Distark and Atmospheric Fighter were released in open alpha later this year, as well as a Kickstarter to help them reach their full vision. Uh, I listen. I'm this close to deleting Kickstarter <laughs> off of my phone um, <laughs> because. Uh, yeah, it's dangerous. It is. Oh, it is. Especially for board games, man. It's, it's just like it is. It is very, very dangerous. I I was with my brother the other day, and he's like, "Oh, how many projects do you have back that still haven't like been sent to you?" And I was like, "Oh, like not that many." And I, it's it's many. <laughs> it, it is many. Uh, your, your wife gives you the side eye from across the room, like yeah. it's the one thing she. She's like, like one. Okay, two. so real quick side tangent. This is how bad my my board game ho have uh, hobby has become. I my daughter's birthday party was oh, this past Saturday. No. That's why my brother was in town. <laughs> no, 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 no. Her birthday party was this past Saturday, and then she had a friend's birthday party the next day. So we went to Target sunday morning to go buy a, another gift for the person whose party it was and it's me and my daughter and and my brother he came with us i told you that i had that information about target <laughs> restocking and it's because i went in there stared at the aisle for a while only walked out with dune imperium all right uh i got home expecting my wife to be upstairs so i came in through the bottom floor and she's just standing there and she looks at me and she goes, I'm going to have to cut you off. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I made a promise that I wouldn't buy any more until like, you know, close to Christmas time. And then 
unbeknownst to me, I was asked later in the day to take my daughter back to Target so she could spend some of her birthday money and gift cards that she got. And I like basically went to Target, told her to not get lost in the toy aisles, which are right next to the board game aisles, and then just stared at the board games, telling myself like, I cannot buy any of these. I cannot buy any of these. I cannot Your buy daughter any comes these. home with a box, the Gloomhaven box. Like, <laughs> so, Mom, my da- mommy, daddy made me buy this. <laughs> so she, so I, listen, we go and she's like, all right, I'm gonna get this and this and then I'm gonna get like one more thing. And I was like, oh, how about a board game? And she looks at me and goes, she goes, no, you can do that. And then she just walks away. And so I tried. Yeah, I tried. All right, next bit of news. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive Season 2 roadmap during the EVO panel. Arc System Works revealed the content roadmap for Guilty Gear's Strive's second season. A cross-play beta test between PlayStation and PC players is planned to release sometime this fall, which followed by the full update shortly after. The other thing they announced was uh, they have one more DLC character releasing this year during the fall. Oh, wait, hold on. This doesn't... Okay, so this doesn't include the fact that they revealed uh, a character releasing the same day on August 8th as the announcement in the form of uh, Bridget. Yeah. And, uh, man, I tell you, the arena just, like, completely popped off when that announcement got made that it was the same day. And it's just another reason why I love that Evo is back in yeah. person. Um, I mean, it's exciting. Like I said, I... Is there I, a big deal behind Bridget she, she or something? Just, uh, like, I don't follow... From the Guilty Gear series, he was... They, it was a really popular character back in the day. So for them to yes. bring it back, that's why people were so hyped about it because... It was a character that, you know, they might have played in prior versions that, you know, they really enjoyed. Man. And listen, I'm going to admit, when I saw that trailer, I'm not, listen, I'm not a huge fan of I Have Guilty Gear Strive. And I think I started, like, actually following it when the last game came out. Uh, and then I didn't really play it much, but did watch it when it was on Evo and stuff like that. So I, I have no affinity for Bridget prior to this, but... Like, watching that trailer, they look like they're a lot of fun to play, and so I'm probably going to pick that up. Um, another announcement crossplay for King of Fighters 15 and rollback for Samurai Sh- Showdown were announced. Uh, I mean, we're going to see, uh, that's like, you're going to yeah. see a lot of that, right? Is rollback netcode is, is getting added to pretty much any game out there with a player base. Uh, and you're going to see that being touted in future releases of games, too, because at, in 2022, like, the community has spoken. Rollback netcode is what they want, and it is uh, how fighting games should be played yeah, when it comes the, to yeah, online. Especially fighting games online, it's yeah. it's a necessity at this point. Yeah. Uh, another announcement: Marie is coming to Skullgirls. Uh, developers of Skullgirls announced Marie will be the final DLC character coming to Second Encore Season Pass following Black Dahlia. Uh, like the if so the the interesting story for me behind this is uh is the developers of Skullgirls, I mean, it was, what was the developer called? Something Labs, right? But then there was that controversy surrounding the head of the uh, studio, the founder of the studio, and the fact that he would just just double down on everything, just like didn't care when it resigned. And so they, uh, the publisher ended up buying out the rights to kind of finish out this DLC for Skullgirls and to kind of keep the game alive. Um, but I'm interested to see what they do next. Anytime there's an announcement of like final DLC, I always wonder, are we going to see a Skullgirls 2 or are we going to see just a new IP from these developers? Um, but she'll be playable 
sometime in 2023. Uh, Multiverses Season 1 Roadmap. So they released a look. Uh, Rick and Morty will be coming to the game as two separate characters. And the official launch of Season 1 is also set to bring it with it Multiverses Ranked Online Mode and a Classic Arcade Mode. Uh, players will also be able to obtain additional cosmetic items like LeBron James as Robin and Valkyrie <laughs> Bugs Bunny costumes. Um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I think the Valkyrie Bugs Bunny costume uh, yeah. that's a classic. Is, is, is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's more for us than it is for the other kids. <laughs> it is. It is 100%. For, I mean, I think that's one of the things I really like about Multiverses too yeah. is that they are like there are nods to that to different characters in, in different moments in, in their history and there even the fact that there are different characters like the fact that Arya stark is in there there mm. are different characters that uh are going to appeal to different age groups different generations um i i'm i'm really high on on multiverses honestly and so uh next one news dragon ball fighter z is getting rollback netcode with a catch uh the catch being that You'll have to upgrade their current copies of Dragon Ball Fighter Z because the rollback patch is only coming to the newly announced PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS versions of the game, as well as PC. So Xbox One and PlayStation 4 will not be getting the rollback netcode. I mean, I'm glad it's a free upgrade for us. Yes. Yep. Um, on next-gen consoles, so that's, that's really cool. But um, the content support has officially ended after four years and no more balance patches. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's been four years, sure. so I, I hope they're working on uh, Oops All Goku. Uh, <laughs> that is what this game is already. Yeah, There's yeah. like 42 Goku in this game. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would like to see what they could do with other anime property. Like, My my Hero came out uh, huge, and then it kind of just, like, petered out. Yes, um, I listen, give, give Arc System all... Give Arxism all the anime IPs and let them do their magic with those games. They because do I go to One Piece. Like you could have yep. literally like fifty years of DLC characters <laughs> with One Piece. Because <laughs> I listen, I honestly can't tell you which fighting genre, fighting game genre is my absolute favorite and what my main is. But I can tell you which one is not, and that's like the arena uh, brawlers yeah. and the your your the Naruto uh, uh, yes yeah. games, yep. yeah. And so, yeah. like, that, like those are those are cool if you want to like relive like the series. But even then, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> it does. It just does not feel yeah. good. And I would love to get like a proper 2D My Hero Academia. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, right. speaking of which, uh, Dragon Ball relate, um, related. I got the mm -hmm. uh, closed beta for that uh, Dead by Daylight Dragon Ball game, and I just did not have time to... Oh, man, you should have played that. I should have forwarded it to you. You should have. That, that thing looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I want to try it. Yeah. All right, uh, Team Samurai and first season two characters announced for uh, King of Fighters 15. And so the first two characters season two were also revealed to be Shingo Yabuki plus Kim Kapwan, and they'll be releasing earlier in 2023. Um, I have never gotten into King of Fighters, but King of Fighters 15, the art style looks awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, a new Fatal Fury game is coming. Uh, for one last surprise, SNK dropped the bomb that a brand new Fatal Fury title has officially been greenlit and presumably started production. No, you know, not much more information was shown about that. There's a new Tekken project in the works, and uh, Tekken 7 is receiving more support. 
Uh, we don't know yet for sure if it's going to be Tekken 8. Uh, it's got to be, right? It, it has the to be Tekken 8. The only two things it could be yeah. would be Tekken Tag 3 or Tekken 8. And what mm -hmm. I thought was hilarious, yeah. if anyone tuned in for Evo, the I think he's the producer or the head of creating Tekken, Harada. He was such a troll as <laughs> in he, they put this on and then he goes to the announcers, starts shaking all of them, and then the announcers are like, what is going on? And then he just leaves. <laughs> oh, he's he's known to be a he, massive he troll. He's trolling so hard. And so, all the announcers are like, what is going on? Is it Tekken 8? Is it Tekken 8? And then he just walks away. <laughs> uh, Kimberly and Jury were revealed for Street Fighter 6. Jury being a returning fan favorite. And Kimberly is a new character. Kimberly um, looks awesome. I mean, I, design I, yeah, I, I, yes, I agree a hundred percent. I listen, I, right now I am very excited for street fighter six. I think that it does enough different with the art style. Um, the art style is cool. That mechanics. Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm very, very into it. I just like that. It looks different enough. Cause my problem with five, honestly, like is four. it didn't look different it enough. Like four. Four. It, it yeah. like four. Yeah. It looked like four. And I also think the other cool thing. If you do follow the FGC, you definitely have favorite commentators. Um, to join mm -hmm. them, James Chen is one of my favorites. He, to the fact that you know you kind of get to live that FGC experience, I thought was a cool touch. So they'll actually have commentators commenting on your match. Obviously, they're canned lines, but it kind of brings that hype to your living room or yeah, your yeah. PC or wherever you're playing. Yeah, no. I am very, very excited. Um, she looks so freaking cool. And yeah, and that wraps up pretty much all the big announcements out of EVO. Um, what, which one are you guys most excited for out of uh, all of those? I would definitely say Street Fighter Six. I cannot wait. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I think that's the one that I am most excited for. I, I'm, I mean, I'm also, like I said, I stated earlier, I think I'm going to get Bridget <laughs> and start getting back into uh, Guilty Gear Strive, even though I am terrible at it. Like, I haven't put a ton of hours. I've put maybe three or four hours. That game just hasn't clicked with me yet. Um, but there's something about it that makes me want to keep going back to it. Also, it's sure. so pretty. But I think yeah. in general, uh, overall, Evo, if anyone caught the matches, it was just absolutely amazing to watch. Um, you had some awesome runs like Sonic Fox winning Skullgirls, mm -hmm. Multiverses having a big upset with uh, the, what was it, the Tom and Jerry and Wonder Woman. Um, didn't really follow MK or DBZ, but Tekken and Evo. Tekken, all of a sudden, Pakistan on the map, a region no one even ever thought of to be in the FGC until 2019 when this no-name boy, Arslan, comes from Pakistan, wins EVO Japan, and then proceeds to win EVO US that same year. It was absolutely amazing. A lot of us were probably wondering if we'll get the run back of Arslan versus me. We didn't, but Khan, during the grand finals, oh my god, he got super close, but one fatal misstep and lost all his momentum and confidence and started second guessing his combos 
and it was pretty much over. Um, and for Street Fighter, as I've kind of been saying, uh, Street Fighter is personally near and dear to me. And obviously, we're in the U.S. I'm I was ruined for our two U.S. players, uh, Just the Kid and Idom. Just the Kid has been doing amazing, but Idom, out of nowhere, just absolutely made this epic run through top eight. Yes, he lost to Kawano um, from Japan, but he put up a great show. He beats Mr. Crimson, one of the best players in the EU, beats Daigo, a 30-year veteran with many Evo moments to his name, then proceeds... I mean, and the, the, the yeah. most famous Evo moment, and, yeah. and you mentioned it earlier, you know, Evo moment that, 37. That is that Daigo Perry. That I, every Even to this day, when I watch it, I get so it hyped. Was, it's impossible not to. then Tokido, who is a prior Evo Street Fighter V champion, and Gachi-kun, who was a CPT champion, to then face Kawana. What I thought was, because I've been in the FGC for a while and have been following it, what I thought were the two coolest things was, one, Idom with this epic run, he was using a mid-tier character versus everyone else who was using top-tier, Dalsim, Luke, Guile, Colleen, etc. He was beating all these guys with a mid-tier and, like, making them look like nothing. Like, he 3-0 Tokido, 3-1 Daigo. And the other cool thing was that both Kawano and Idom a... are super young. They're like kind of like the next generation in the FGC compared to like Daigo, who's been around for 30 years, Tokido, probably 20 plus years. It's cool to see kind of fresh young blood and kind of new faces and younger younger pros in the scene. Yeah. It, what really impressed me about Idom too was like he was using a controller. <laughs> He wasn't even using a fight stick, which is like not something I expected in the finals. So it means I have a chance. Evo twenty twenty four. It's come at. It's only ten dollars to enter below. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I mean, listen, I've already talked about this before. I am going to. Uh, we're gonna go, sip, Rob. Go, I'm gonna go at some point. No, we're gonna we're gonna enter you into a contest, Rob. Just a tournament. You choose one game. Um. All right, and the last bit of uh, news, if you want to call it what last moment we want to talk about from Evo, is we do have to talk about this uh, this sell yell that happened. Uh, Edgy, oh, you want to? You want to? Yeah, wanna just play go ahead and play it. So when DBZ first came out, the sell yell was kind of iconic, and it's just one of those that the community can get into and uh, participate in. It's one of those things that they did. But what I think caught everyone's attention is that I don't know who, they skipped the intro. And to kind of, of make sure that the community gets to be a part of it and whatnot, they remade the match just so they could have this moment. And you, you hear it, they're like, oh no, why? And then immediate rematch <laughs> just to redo the intro scene. And if you hear it, it just feels yeah. so hype when everyone starts yelling from the intro. Yeah. So one of the things is, one of the reasons they had skipped it in the first place was because the, the tournament was already running late. And it was, you know, I think at this point it was like one o'clock in the morning, one yeah. thirty something like that. 
And so the crowd was fading a little bit, even though it was still a massive crowd there. So the energy levels were low. And they're watching Dragon Ball Fighters, And for the most part, nobody had picked Cell as a leadoff uh, character on their team. And that's the only way to get the Cell yell. And then finally it happens this late at night. And then as you say it, yeah, they, they skip over it. And good on them for going back. And then the crowd just erupts and, and loses their mind. Um, man, I like I said, I, I, I'm going. I want to go so bad. I'll meet you there. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, speaking of, we mentioned multiverses earlier, but it looks like that the season one has been delayed to an unspecified later delay. Uh, it was originally announced for August 9th launch, uh, but they had to uh, push it back a little bit farther. Which is fine. I mean, if, you know, if that's what it takes to get it out in, in, in working condition. Uh, I think that the game so far, I haven't seen any major issues and is, is running really, really well. Um, I also think it's smart to kind of build off of any momentum they might have gotten from the attention sure. at EVO this weekend by making yeah. sure that this is in the best state it could possibly be. Yeah. I mean, did, what, did, you mentioned it was like an, a classic arcade mode and ranked, so... And ranked, yeah. You, you want to make sure all that's running smoothly and people don't feel like they're wasting their time. All right. Yeah. Now, finally, out of EVO news, let's go ahead and uh, run through these as fast as we can. So Square Enix Tactics Ogres remake is finally official. Um... RPG Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Windows PC this November. Uh, the announcement confirms months of leaks and sneaks peeks at the game titled Tactics Ogre Reborn that will bring the Super NES era classic to modern platforms. So that, that's the name of the, the remake being released. Um, I do not care about this. You guys care? <laughs> I I do I like the tile based strategy I'm, games. I'm indifferent. Know, I'm shopping tactics. for a pair of shoes right now. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, that's all right. You know, foreshadowing the next story. Pokemon shoe collaboration with Clark's is full of delightful details. Um, I had not seen these until just now. Uh, do I have to buy a pair of Clark's? I, I love Clark's. They're um, so Clark's are. Clocks are so comfortable. comfortable. And yeah. then I see Pikachu on uh, it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So the newest Pokemon collaboration, at least where shoes are concerned, is with a long-running brand, Clarks. The Clarks collaboration puts Pikachu theming on the brand's iconic Wallaby shoe, and it's available now. The Wallabies come in two fun colorways. There's black for the more low-key Among Us, uh, though there's still a vibrant Pokeball on the back, or a cherry yellow for those who want to celebrate their favorite electric-type Pokemon. Both pairs have a very cool embossed print of Pikachu in different poses all over the suede uppers. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that all I ever wear are sneakers, I would I would potentially grab a pair of these. Uh, I'll, I'll I just don't I know what those yellow these. ones would match with. Yeah, I want to buy the black ones and see if I can pull them off at a wedding. No, I, w I was going to go I bet you, you could. Huh. I just don't... No, what I would match it with. What am I going to wear where it's not sticking sure, out like a sore sure. thumb? It's very tough to match. Uh, oh, they have, a, they have a third one on the site Wait, that's what? coming soon. Yeah. Oh, is... the, oh, yeah. That one is more like... Uh, that one's more low-key with just yeah. the yellow Pikachu. It's still kind of nice, though. Let's All right. See. 
Oh my Next. god, these are expensive. Yes, 180 dollars. Uh, I don't know if I'd say. I think that's about right. <laughs> that's three video games, Rob. Yeah, let's not talk about shoes and how much they cost. Next bit of news: Apex Legends new character Vantage is a sniper with an affinity for heights. So I mentioned earlier that we would get to this part uh, with season. With every season comes the release of a new legend. So here's your little bit of lore dump. So uh, the only reason that Vantage is in the Apex games is because she's trying to bring attention to the imprisonment of her mother, who she believes has been wrongfully imprisoned. However, if you watched any of the lore videos leading up to this release, uh, her mother and was on a prison transport ship that crash landed on this uh deserted planet or you know it's implied that it's a deserted planet and so she was raised vantage herself was raised in the wilderness it's very much like the you guys ever watch hana on uh, amazon yes. prime it's very much kind of like that right where this uh being taught how to survive and and so she ends up exploring a little bit farther than she should should gets herself kind of in in some trouble and is hurt and because they're on a desert planet without a lot of resources her mom activates her at this point 20 something year old tracker that she's been uh had on her and gets picked up and that's how she saves her daughter's life and and has to is imprisoned and uh her kit like i said she is a vantage is a sniper and her kit all revolves around that. So her passive ability allows her to aim down sights to scout with an eyepiece, and it uses a bullet drop indicator to show where your shots will land. So normally, on almost all sights, there is a, a, a red dot or the equivalent of a red dot. Um, when you're aiming down the sights with her, it adds this kind of like blue circle as well, and it the blue circle shows you where the bullet drop will actually happen. So you kind of have to ignore the red dot of the scope and use that blue circle and that will uh, give you more accurate shots. And and it seems pretty good, if I'm being honest. So you mean there's finally a character that'll teach me how bullet drop works? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if she'll teach you how it works or if you'll just ignore it. You'll be able to ignore it and not have to worry about it because now you'll know exactly where it happens. Yeah, no, because um, like I, that's the one thing I can never f figure out in games with bullet drop is like how much higher do I need to aim? But it also yeah, depends like, on distance. Yeah. Yeah, right, but it's like, a, it's hard to tell. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how people figure it out. I mean, it's just hours and hours of playing, right? And then honestly, yeah. the the best strategy is if you're going to use a weapon that has that you're using at a distance like that that has bullet drop, just shoot your shots, right? Like, so yeah. hopefully one of them will land. Um, her tactical ability is echo relocation, so she is actually accompanied by this bat-like creature called Echo. And so she kind of like throws him out and then can reposition him and then launch herself towards him, right? To kind of launch up into the air and then has a, a second jump she can do in the air to get a little bit more distance. So her ability to relocate is and to close the gap is really, really strong. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of like crazy plays out of people playing her. Her last ability, her ultimate is Sniper's Mark. So... She has a custom sniper rifle as her ultimate that marks enemy targets and will apply a damage bonus for her and for her teammates. And so um, 
it's interesting because yes, she is very much a, a sniper character, but because she does have Echo, she's able to uh, close the gap. And so I think it kind of solves like one of my biggest problems, honestly, is when I'm playing with somebody who insists on using uh, on using the sniper and then we get damage down and we get like a knock and I call out like, hey, let's let's push. And they're still all the way back there, like taking pop shots and uh, it takes forever for them to kind of get in the mix. But at least now with her, they can close that gap faster. Um, and so, I mean, I, I haven't played as her in game yet. I was in the firing range with her for a little bit. Uh, and she seems really, really cool. Uh, I think that's because I typically such shy away from the sniper game. I will probably not use her much, uh, but I do think she's a cool addition. And I like having her on my team. Okay. Sticking with first-person shooter, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta and reveal event set for September. Um, does it feel like with EVE3 not being here that the Call of Duty events and information are getting later yeah. and later in the year. Yeah, I feel like they get more time and mm -hmm. they're not forced to do a stage show. So, mm -hmm. kind of works out yep. for them as long as it looks good. Yeah, so uh, it's going to get two multiplayer beta weekends in September. The first will be for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and the second will be a cross-play beta including all platforms. This man, if this Activision merger goes through, I think this is so funny that uh, how drastically things are going to change. Where this partnership, where PlayStation was getting everything first, um, at some point is going to expire, and then you're going to see it happen with Xbox is, is, is kind of nutty. Uh, okay. It's also cut. No, I was going to say it's also. I mean, that's kind of the reason too why you saw like some of the information come out of Brazil where Sony lawyers were talking about just the kind of power that Call of Duty has and how it influences people's buying choices and having it associated with one console or another is a huge um, For sure. mover in the industry. I think what I don't yeah. understand, and maybe this is me like from a while ago, I'm like, I feel like <laughs> modern, didn't Modern Warfare 2 come out like, <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a second. I... Uh, that yeah, was like Xbox, so, Xbox, like Red Ring of Death times. Yeah, yeah that, that was your grandpappy's oh, okay. Modern Warfare. Yeah, so actually, this is like, this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, parentheses T-O-O. -O. So it's Modern Warfare oh. 2, 2. Uh, and so, yeah, because they did it, what was it, 2019? Is when they released the, so. the Call of Duty Modern Warfare, where they brought the Modern Warfare name back, but... uh didn't add anything else to it just kind of rebooted with similar characters it's not like it's like a soft reboot right because they're not retelling the story i don't even think they're changing up some of the history no but don't confuse this with mm -hmm. the modern warfare remaster right correct which or they the had done remaster as yes well, right which is correct. the ones you're uh, familiar I'm talking about with the 2009 modern warfare too yeah yeah yeah, no, they they just were like, hey, those titles sold well. Let's take those names and confuse people even more. I mean, and not for nothing, the the Modern Warfare from a couple years ago, a few years ago or whatever, was very good. Uh, and so I am kind of excited to see. Um, I feel like I played that. They had see a this in action. Oh, and, and Or am I thinking about something else? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Else? Uh, no, Warzone. no, no. They Warzone yes. started. Warzone started with the Modern Warfare. When Modern Warfare came out, Warzone yeah. came out after that. 
and then modern and then warzone has added stuff from the two games that released three games that released yeah. in between and so uh yeah well with this also is coming warzone 2 um built on a modified version of the engine that is supposed to be able to scale up better and so this also sounds like it might be the last call of duty game a lot of people buy at retail price unless this unless this doesn't come to game pass right no yeah yeah no i 100 percent. um it's also i think they've already announced that like there is no plan for a uh a modern where a call of duty title traditional call of duty title in 2023 mm-hmm. and so i mean there's rumors as to you know them releasing some sort of premium they've already said they're going to release some sort of premium content it's just not going to be a brand new call of duty and so there's rumors as to what that premium content will be and whether or not it'll be the long rumored uh zombie standalone game boo all right next bit of news this Ugh. one is a bummer ah. uh marvel's midnight suns gets delayed now has a staggered platform release the game expected in october was delayed once again the exact launch window is within the 2023 fiscal year which means it will be released before march 31st 2023 at least on some consoles so the title will launch later this fiscal year on windows pc series x and s and playstation 5 the xbox one playstation 4 and nintendo switch versions will follow at a later date i i don't know man this i get it but like this is what like the third time yeah. <laughs> the yeah. second time it's been delayed like yeah uh that just I hurts it's it's a bummer because i am like i was really excited about this being one of the fall games that i play and 23 is already so packed like yep. the first quarter is insane yep um all right next bit of news sonic the hedgehog 3 movie has been confirmed and will arrive on december 20th 2024 everybody here see the second sonic the hedgehog movie hell yeah i I have you seen the sonic movies oh (laughs) man they are better than you have (laughs) you'd my paramount plus account you have it watch them they're great they're great they're 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 better than they have any right to be absolutely Uh, to the point where, like, all right, cool. I'm glad that they're doing a third yeah. one. Um, we I'll still be don't, there. Yeah, I'll we be still don't. We still don't know if uh, Jim Carrey will be reprising his role. But even if they don't bring him back, I, I think uh, I mean, I'm, like, I'm good to go. To, right? Like, like... I, well, well, he like says, said... yeah, he's semi-retired, and yeah. so. But like, Doctor Robotnik is like a main character in Sonic. Ugh. Yeah. He's. I hope there's he comes a back to be like I'm done with the trilogy, or yeah, he's like a teaser, be like I'm back for the fourth and final. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a teaser as to where they're gonna go with mm-hmm. the next uh, Sonic movie. I don't want to spoil it here because obviously we have somebody who hasn't watched them, and I wouldn't want to spoil the spoil the great lore of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they've got it locked I, and loaded. I, I think uh, they can do it with coming. Yeah, I think they could do it without bringing him back. I think they'll yeah. be fine. All right, the PlayStation Plus library keeps getting bigger, and keeps forgetting the classics. That's so, all I want. <laughs> coming to Sony's games on demand service starting August sixteenth is Bug Snacks, Dead by Daylight, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Metro Exodus, Monopoly Madness, Monopoly Plus, Trials of Mana, Yakuza Kwame, Yakuza Kwame Two, Yakuza Zero, and Uno. And I believe they announced that all the mainline Yakuza games are going to be coming uh, to. Over the course of the next year. Yeah, PlayStation Plus at some point. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
where are the classics, man? Like, that's the biggest thing. They, they you know, they're that, like, we're bringing back our classics. Right. I mean, that's why you want the, the top tier, right? Yeah. Is that you want access to the classics. Like, um, I want to play those PS1, PS2 games. Like, I think, you know, it's funny. I think it's just weird. I think because they don't release their titles day and date, like their first party titles day and date, I just don't care about the yeah. upgraded PlayStation Plus um, because I do I have Game Pass, it. right? Uh, yeah. I do have Game Pass. I have a Game Pass Ultimate. I've already been getting these games. Not I've getting, you know, I'm getting a lot of the same games they're announcing here. I've already gotten or I will be getting through Game Pass. Um, and I've, I have them on my Xbox and oftentimes on my PC as well with cross saves and cross progression and stuff like that. And so um, I think the only thing that would differentiate it and would make it appealing is the classic library. And yeah, I, I don't I don't know. There there seem to be taking a page out of like Nintendo's book where it's um, like, hey, we have yeah. all these great games. Let's just not release them uh, and, and maybe just find a different way to charge for them. I want to play some Tomba, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's my Tomba? My Tomba, let's play. I would love to play some PlayStation 2 era Space Jam. Um, I loved that game. Even though I'm sure it's not a good game by today's standards, <laughs> I loved that game. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. We got a couple of uh, announcement streams. Everything announced at Wednesday's Pokemon Presents stream. Bilal, you want to take this over since you are our resident Pokemon yeah. expert? Well, no, the Pokemon expert here is NG because he ruined, oh, okay. my, whoa, love. Whoa, he ruined whoa, my love whoa. of Pokemon. Just in because school. I'm a very competitive individual that understands strategy <laughs> and beat a team of six Pokemon with one Pokemon, that's not my fault. <laughs> It is you ruin you ruined the you ruined Pokemon for me. Um, Ng Ng, when you battle other players, do you use like the status effects uh, abilities that don't do any damage, but like yeah, people will sleep and stuff like so, that? No, so yeah, oh, you're yeah. you're well, a no, coward. So, hang on, fight for, fight me like all, a man. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, this was back in high school. It's a fun little story. This was back in high school. Bilal and I ran mm-hmm. track together, and we both had Pokemon. And Bilal was like, "Oh, let's battle." I was like, "Okay, I'll give you an." Oh, you ran. Yeah, you ran track. Yeah. Oh, oh. I didn't know you could run. <laughs> well, when he wasn't running, we were battling Pokemon. So I was like, I'll give you an advantage. You can uh-huh. use a team of six Pokemon, whoever you want, and I will just use one. I will use one Pokemon, and that's it. And he was mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I got this. I got this. Um, I used. I think I. I don't. Need, no, it was Shed Ninja. Said Ninja. He only has one yeah. HP. But the thing is, he will only get damaged if Bilal has a type that's stronger, an attack type that's strong against bug type. And he had no idea I was using bug type. So every single one of his attacks did mm. not help. And then I just start, you know, chipping away and, and, and beat him. He just He just couldn't attack me. From, this is, that, let this from that a... moment on, I, tore, I went home, <laughs> tore up my Pokemon Master certificate. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm a master in the story. I'm a PVE player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's where if, it matters. Uh, let this be a lesson. If anybody ever challenges you and the challenge seems way balanced in your favor, <laughs> just know you're going to lose. Yeah. I, I just got cocky. You know, Oak said I was a Pokemon Master. Mm-hmm. I collected all 151. Um but how well, little did I know, 
Ah, oh, it, it sucked. Um, no, so for Scarlet and Violet, they announced they showed off the new legendary Pokemon, which you get apparently at as a starting Pokemon. Um, not, not as your starter, but like you get them early on in the game, mm-hmm. and they're like flying motorcycles. They're, um, they've also announced um these new uh, what are they replacing Gigantamax with like this gem type Pokemon? They're like crystal. Uh, if you pre-order the game, you get like a Pikachu, a flying Pikachu version of it, which looks really cool. Uh, they announced for Pokemon Go uh, the Ultra Beast event uh, that's taking place on Saturday, August 27th, uh, which happens to coincide with the day we moved my son's birthday party to. So <laughs> I'm going to miss out on this Aww. entire event. And the part of me is like, I was Wait, like, why no. Why are you missing out on it? <laughs> uh, because Aww. I have a birthday party for my son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some Pokemon Unite and Master EX news, but eh, whatever. Um, I don't know anyone that cares about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I yeah. I don't know why I didn't stick with Pokemon Unite. Actually, that's not true. I know why. It's because, it, once again, Nintendo's lack of a party system makes online games with yeah. friends uh, a chore if i want to play i could play in handheld instead of my computer and go on discord but then that's you know three extra steps and i'd much rather be playing on my tv um the way i do with every other console and so i don't know it's frustrating uh yeah no i saw i saw the scarlet and violet stuff this is going to be another pokemon game that i pick up that i play for 25 hours and stop right before the final four because that's what i've done with like the past five <laughs> Listen, we should have a tournament and show NG who the real Pokemon masters All right. are. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. We we make we make a lot of plans to do like tournaments and competitions on this site. And we, then, we, we just got we just got like now we have NG here. We're, we yeah. just got like make call him out oh and my buy a God. Nintendo Switch. And then I'm not, gonna buy a Nintendo right, Switch and then no first, one's gonna play with me again. God damn it. <laughs> First, first we need to get him to buy a all webcam. Right, right. Then yes. I'll we get, get the a webcam, switch. and I will if if you yep. want me to. If I get, I'll probably get a webcam this weekend. And I don't think I'm doing anything. I was gonna game this weekend. I will stream Doki Doki Literature Literature Cup. If you're oh, telling am, me it's five oh, hours, I will make I, five hours this weekend and stream that. Let's let's do it. <laughs> All right, Bilal, why don't you get into this next story, too, so I can look up exactly how long it took me to play Doki Doki. Okay. Uh, Splatoon 3 had its direct. God, I forgot this was happening today. Uh, They showed off some new weapons, um, a bow like Cry-Stinger that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, fires a spread shot of paint that can be charged up for a powerful shot, and this Splatana Wiper, a windshield wiper-like sword that sends... Out waves of ink. It can be charged up for a powerful slash as well. They showed off some new stages, uh, different customization options because uh, Splatoon is also all about fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what you can buy, items like that, lobby features. Um, you know, players can try out all the new weapons or returning weapons at a test range, jump into battles with or against friends, and watch uh, replays of battles as well. Um, they also introduced a collectible card game, uh, I, in the lobby, which, which I was just like, 
I'm probably going to end up spending more time playing that card game <laughs> oh than anything God. else. I um, cannot, I cannot wait for Splatoon three. Yeah. This, this, this is the one game that breaks all my rules about. Yeah. Actually, it's also the game that makes me the most mad about Nintendo's online uh, yeah. system and how I'll, they do I'll things. Get, I'll get to that, Rob. But, don't, don't you worry. Um, there are, you know, so the card game will have 150 cards to collect in Splatoon. The players can build out their deck. Uh, every player in the game gets a free in-game starter deck. Uh, free and large-scale paid DLC is planned, uh, at least two years of post-launch support. Um, they plan to add X-Battle and League Battle modes in future updates. X-Battle is unlocked after attaining an extremely high rank in Splatoon 3's Anarchy Battle, a competitive objective-based rank mode, and League Battle will let players compete every two hours in teams based on their Anarchy Battle results. Um, Splatfest is back, but now there's three teams, so it's like if there's, I think one of the first ones will be rock, paper, scissor. Normally, they would do like SpongeBob versus Patrick uh, in previous ones. Um, there's also Horde mode, uh, known as Salmon Run, which is now available all the time. It's not limited, uh, and it has a couple new bosses and up to four players. Uh, complain that um, about their online system. I hope you like that Nintendo app. <laughs> Because that's how you'll be communicating with your friends and family. What I've done is I've taken an extra dock and set it up behind this PC. So when we stream and play Splatoon 3, um, I could just jump on Discord instead. I have the exact same setup. I have an extra yes. dock literally right in front of me set up so that when I play with friends, I play on here. It's just not the way I want to be playing. Right. Yeah. Right now, the other dock is set up on the projector, and I'd much rather be playing these games on a hundred-inch screen, uh, especially since these games usually, uh, like, you know, high refresh rate input isn't the biggest issue. Um, but yeah, I was looking at that Splatnet three is what they're calling it, and yeah. it's within the Nintendo app, it's so it's such a bad system. I really they hope have, that like, whatever the next console that they release is, this the Switch two. That yeah. they they rectify this tragedy tragedy because I can't I can't continue to give this company money, um, with these kind of bonehead decisions. And, uh, and there's a demo coming as well, right? Because the game comes out September 9th. Mm -hmm. Yes, August twenty fifth will give fans taste of the new the new turf war. Um, so they'll release the demo August twenty fifth, and that runs through the. Mm, and then the event for Splatfest starts on the 27th and runs from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Huh. I mean, it, it's cool. I'm excited to, to check this out. Um, yeah. I, I had fun with two, but yeah, the online system needs a little bit I, I think work. I think it just kills its, it, the legs on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm just not going to stick with it because of that. And it's unfortunate because I really like those games. I think it's an awesome concept. I think they control really well. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, and NG, just to get back to it, uh, Steam says that it oh, took me three and a half hours yeah. to beat that game. Done. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm already Googling yep. uh, webcams right now. Seems like the Logitech C922 <laughs> seems pretty good. You should check your if your GoPro can be used as a webcam one, as well. And I need to do like a lot of shit um, to make it work. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. I think I have the GoPro Hero 5. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because... Um, and 
And yeah, we can talk about webcams after the podcast because I have a lot of okay. opinions and thoughts on them. <laughs> um, but and that wraps up the news. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let people know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site? You guys can follow the Workprint over at theworkprint.com and find us on social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, do a quick search for the Workprint. We stream live. Uh, on one usually Wednesday nights for the podcast over at twitch.tv slash the workprint uh, and you can find our podcast as well on uh, all your favorite podcast feeds look up the workprint as well there and you'll find us uh, in our giant feed which includes um, the games cast as well as uh, TV reviews and uh, other interviews we've done um, across the site uh, if you head over to theworkprint.com, you can find, as previously mentioned, a lot of great stories from Gen Con about board games, uh, what we do in the Shadow Reviews. We just had a game review from Simon Wang about uh, Tokoyo, the Tower of Perpetuity, um, that he reviewed. Um, so that's up on the site. And we also have uh, Josh Spear uh, doing reviews for Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, which is a show about celebrities looking into their ancestry and trying to learn more about themselves. Uh, got a lot of great content going up on the site, uh, so be sure to check that out. Um, to hear my thoughts on Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Rob's reactions of closing a trunk on my head, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bilal underscore uh, beyond. Rob, how about you? Uh, actually, Engie, what about you? If, where, where can people follow you if they wanted to stalk you? Uh, no, sorry, stay up to date. Uh, What's I'm going on with active you? Active on Instagram at the underscore e e n g e e. That's it. All right, and as for me, you can find me across all social media and all console platforms at sunnyvice twenty s u n n y v i c e two zero. And as I said before, uh, the kids are going back to school in a couple weeks, and that will free up some time. We're going to get some day streams up in here. Uh, and hopefully I can, like I said, I need to pit this uh, board game habit <laughs> to uh, some use and start making some uh, videos. I might do some, you know, how to plays and, and tutorial videos and stuff like that, or maybe just some gameplay videos. I just got to figure out the actual setup for it. But hopefully that'll be coming soon um but yeah uh thank you guys ng thank you so much for thank joining for us this week yeah. uh balal thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule no problem uh balal give me a reminder you're out of town soon ish no um i am all in town for okay. the foreseeable future Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 So we should be back to our regular schedule program every week going forward. Yes. Um, all right. And thank you to everyone who popped into the live stream, everybody who's listening after and got the joy of listening to two episodes back to back in the same oh, yeah. week. <laughs> uh, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye.